Hello, I'm Dr. Beverly Wright, Executive Director of the Business Analytics Center at Georgia Tech. This is the Analytics Buzz, a podcast about trends, tools, techniques, and talent related to data science and analytics. Our podcast uses an interview format with industry and academic leaders and is intended for analytics-interested business professionals from the U.S. and beyond. Thank you again for listening to the Analytics Buzz. With us today, we have Tim Wright, who is a Master of Science Analytics student, and Andy Smith, who is an aerospace engineering student, and we're talking about up-and-coming data scientists and their preferred roles. Thanks for being on the Analytics Buzz, guys. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you. So let's start off with um, some background. Uh, Tim, can you tell us about your program and your background? Um, yeah, so my background, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, is a professional student. Um, I've been in school for quite a while. Um, currently, I'm pursuing my Master's of uh, Science and Analytics at Georgia Tech. Uh, it's a relatively young program. Prior to that, I was pursuing a PhD in Civil Engineering, which was a seven-year program. And about halfway through that, I realized that wasn't a career for me. I wanted to transition into business. And analytics in particular fit pretty well because I was able to, well, I guess I am able to leverage my strong analytics, uh, math, science skills, um, and sort of focus those towards solving business problems. Um, so that's what sort of pushed me to pursue uh, the Master's in Analytics. Very nice. Thanks for being with us. Andy? Hey, um, so I'm a, uh, or I was in the Master of Science in Aerospace Engineering at Georgia Tech. I fortunately got out or graduated um, this past spring. Now, 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 now. Let's be nice. Everybody I talk to refers to it as a prison sentence, and you just finished. <laughs> you got out. Okay, sorry. Didn't rub. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Getting out is our uh, Georgia Tech's unique way of saying we graduated. I understand. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I, I actually enjoyed all of my six years uh, at Georgia Tech. I did undergrad as well in aerospace engineering. Uh, the lab I was in is sort of unique. Um, we actually use a lot of the statistical techniques, especially with modeling, on computer codes so that we can uh, get answers faster. So we actually try to predict uh, the output of some computer analysis using stats. So it was very interesting to to me that we were even able to do that, sort of speed up, um, have faster tools for people to use. Um, that's sort of my background, how I got into um, data analytics. I'm about to start a career with Northrop Grumman and their Future Technical Leaders Rotational Development Program. Uh, Northrop has a lot of data analytics capabilities, so I'm going to try to weasel my way into that. Congratulations. So what one of the questions that we had for you guys, and the reason we're doing this podcast, uh, to back up just a sec, is so many conferences and so many different webinars. Um, right now, the, the buzz on the road is... <laughs> What are we looking for in a data scientist? But I say let's turn it on its head and talk to the up-and-coming data scientists and find out what kind of roles are you looking for. So with that as kind of our context, why did you get into data science and analytics? And I know you've kind of hinted around about it already, um, but what, what was the draw for you? Um, I guess I'll go ahead and take that first. Um, and as you mentioned, I sort of have answered that a little bit. 
Um, for me, it really was sort of, uh, I guess, an interest in business. Um, in particular, it seems like now with the, uh, well, I guess, probably in the past decade or so, with everyone gathering so much data, um, it seems like everyone's got data and nobody really knows what to do with it. I mean, there are some people that do, but by and large, there's a lot of companies, um, Fortune 500, Fortune 50, big companies, small, um, that have data and don't know what to do with it. Um, you know, and coming from an engineering background where I had really strong quant skills, um, but still wanted to get into business, um, it seemed like a better fit for me because I don't want to completely divorce myself from those quant skills um, that I've spent a better part of a decade developing. Um, so for me, it sort of just fits with, I guess, with my particular uh, interest and skills in that, you know, I like math science, um, I like business application, and it seems to be an emerging field, um, which is good for job placement uh, as well as uh, job opportunities. Interesting. So that's why I chose to pursue, pursue it. Great. I was talking to um, Dan Magistro. I don't know if you know him or ever heard of him, but he's with the International Institute of Analy- for Analytics. And he was talking about how he's been problem-solving all his life anyway, except it was in a physics context. And so it, applying that to a business situation or a business problem or a business opportunities, um, he just found very rewarding. It sounds like you sort of took it from a scientific approach um, and moved into the business field with it uh, because of your interest in that area. Does that sound fair? No, that's that's, that's absolutely correct. It's sort of the same. I'm, I've been using my, my problem skills, mm-hmm. or I guess problem solving skills to break down complex problems and solve them previously. But uh, I guess that's one of sort of the interesting things about moving into the business realm is that um, a lot of market forces aren't, they don't behave uh, in a nice sort of uh, simple fashion, so the data is a lot noisier than I guess I had expected originally. Yep. You know, and, and some of the problems are a lot more open-ended, mm-hmm. um, which is actually sort of uh, sort of exciting to sort of tackle that as well because a lot of the problems are more ambiguous and don't have um, a correct answer. They have good answers and better answers. Than so. And you learn that because you as much as a science. And you learn that because of your annoying professors that that make you do real-world problems. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I think I had one or two. Yeah, I bet. Andy, how about you? What was your appeal? Uh, very similar to you, Tim. Uh, I guess to add to it, um, I'm very interested in making decisions, so not the actual, the actual, this is what we're doing. Like, I'm terrible when it comes to selecting restaurants, but um, I'm very interested in how people, like, why they decide what they decide and how to improve that process. And so, uh, interesting. Um, so it's about the, the human that, uh, component. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, to me, I've, and the, so the systems engineering lab I was in, it's, it's all about decision making. It's, it's ways of generating data to make that decision. And so this was sort of a, well, what if you're not generating it? What if it's, it's just the data that exists? How do you, how do you use it? What do you do with it? And then how like the decisions you make based off of that is, is what is very interesting to me. Thank you for the background and for your uh, help. Uh, help us understand more about why you were um, drawn to this field. I've been drawn to this field. I came from business, and so I've been drawn to this field for a long time, before it was really even a solid field. Um, and so that's good to good to give us an understanding for the background. So when you are looking at uh, some of the roles, or when you were considering some of the opportunities, can you give us a sense of what your ideal uh, roles would be not even just for yourself, because I know you both um, are recently placed, correct? So congratulations again. But oh, for any data scientist, what would you say 
you know, what do you think their ideal role would be? What would that look like? Um, I don't know. Uh, if I would say there is an ideal role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not for everyone. I think it's sort of specific. Uh, I know people that are, you know, really into doing hardcore data science, uh, sitting down and programming all day. You know, and sort of on the other end of that spectrum, there's like the, the BI business information side. Um, you know, where people do a lot more interaction. Um, you know, like client-facing interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's sort of all over the place, and I think sort of mirroring that, at least what I experienced during my job search was that there isn't really a unified description of what a data analyst is right now um, because it's relatively young. So uh, when applying for different jobs, you'd see, you know, they'd want someone with analytics, but uh, depending on who was actually doing the hiring, that could have substantially different meaning from employer to employer. Um, so I think that's probably uh, one of the things that was challenging for me was trying to find, you know, to weed through the, even the job description to figure out if it aligned with what my particular interests were. Gotcha. Andy, did you have anything to add? Yes. I, I, the only thing I was thinking, um, adding off, I mean, yeah, so you're going to have people who, some people do want to do the hard code coding, hardcore coding. Some people want to just do business intelligence. Um, and I've even heard of, of jobs that are called data analysts, but it's more of, of um, I guess, data entry, uh, data cleaning, which, and, you know, some people may enjoy that. I don't think I would. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it will greatly depend on what it is you want to do, mm-hmm. uh, the things you enjoy doing. So it sounds like um, between the two of you, what I'm hearing is there's a great deal of diversity, even as a data scientist, that could focus on architecture, the data itself, um, the uh, analytics of it, the, you know, so it can go all different kinds of ways in, in the BI side. And then the second thing I'm hearing is um, there's no such thing as really an ideal role for that giant category that it's... Um, it needs to be catered more toward the individual and what sort of things you're thinking about, which means you probably need to think, do some, I'm imagining that you have to do some self-discovery of, do I want to be more of a coder? Do I want to be, you know, client-facing and and the application side of it? Uh, does that sound accurate, that you were having to sort of think through all that? Yeah, I think it was for me. Um, it was definitely uh, sort of, almost exactly what you had said is sort of figuring out through through my experiences in the past sort of what was attractive to me. And then I guess the harder part was just, you know, finding a job where the, the actual, the role itself, not the description, uh, matched what my interests were. Yeah, so took the words right out of my brain. Is there a, um, is there a company culture that you would say that you can identify or that that sort of says, oh, red flag or, oh, green flag, <laughs> that, um, that signals to you that this is a place where we value data science. And what kind of culture would you would you say is um, a great one for data scientists? Uh, so I guess first, personally, more of a thing like, and I think the, the company culture will come down to each person. Uh, I've worked in places before where there's a lot of, like, people were a little overly confident, um, which I I find that people who are overly confident most of the time are, are about to fail pretty big. Um, 
So I don't like it when people come in and, and act like they're the best at stuff, but mm-hmm. I, I do enjoy the cultures where you have people who they, they are confident in what they can do, but they're also like every day just trying to be better and trying to do better. Um, and so there's it's, it's a difference. It's hard to say what it is. It's a very soft, mushy difference. Uh, I seem to know it when I see it. Um, but then for data science, it's going to be a, you know, our, our, our people, are you, is the company using the data because everyone else is using it but not really placing importance on it, or mm-hmm. are they actually going to be data-driven? So it all comes down to the weight that the company is going to place on the results of doing the data analytics. So like, if you're just doing data analytics and, you know, coming in front of a VP and or some other executive and telling them what you found, but they sort of laugh it off or don't really care, like that's not going to be uh, enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I think, yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to, uh, anything I cut you off there. Um, but, but I was just going to add to basically say that you got, I think that's 100% correct. Um, is that it's such a hot sort of button item right now. It feels like some companies are doing it just because they've heard about it and think they should do it. Ah. You know, and they've heard all these buzzwords like predictive and prescriptive analytics, you know, and they say that's what they want to do, but they don't really even know necessarily what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't know if that's as good of, I mean, if that's, that is their ultimate goal, um, awesome. Um, that is good. Um, you know, but I feel like to Andy's point, there are some companies that do it just because Sort of expected in the day, you know, in the in the age of, of big data and big data collection, that they should be doing something with it, and they aren't necessarily data driven in their approach to, to their business. Gotcha. Uh, so regardless of how they're organized or what they're saying, or you know, it's really more about are they actually absorbing and trying to make use of the insights that come out of analytics? Is that fair? Yeah. And okay. I think, that, yeah, and I think I think a lot of that comes from having um, multiple. Um, I guess stakeholders at a given company that value analytics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because if it's just one person in one department, um, you know, that's probably not going to be enough. So, I think, you know, if you go interview or, or work with a place or an employer where various employees place value on analytics and the power of analytics, and, and multiple people are interested in sort of the outcomes thereof, uh, I think that. Their culture is probably more aligned towards placing an importance on actually creating actionable value from from that analytics. Gotcha. And let me, um, I know we only have one minute before you have to drop, so let me ask you one last question, Tim, and then we'll pass it to Andy, which is what one piece of advice would you give for an analytics professional interested in hiring a data scientist? For me, I would say, Try to do as much work as you can on the front end to know exactly what sort of roles um, you expect of your data analyst, data scientist, whatever you want to call them. Um, I think because having a clear objective of what it is that you need will probably help you attract uh, applicants that are interested in doing those, those exact same things. So, for example, I applied to a bunch of jobs because the title seems good, but turned out when I actually interviewed it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suspect that it's like that for a lot of other individuals as well. So I think if you've got a clear idea of what it is that you're looking for and to put that out there, that when people look at, at your job posting, 
the people that actually are interested in doing what you need done are the ones applying. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll probably end up with happier employees as well as well as more qualified employees. Gotcha. Gotcha. But so I guess that would be, from my personal experience, I would say that's probably a big one. Okay. Thank you, Andy. What would you What would you say on um, an analytics professional that wants to start a data science team? Uh, I don't know if I can add such good advice. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's tough for them right now because the market's backwards. They're having, you know, they're having a um, a hard time staffing and finding good talent, whereas you guys are getting multiple offers. So, what advice would you give them? I, yeah, I say like in in the actual listing, be very clear about uh, what it is the person would be doing. Mm-hmm. I know that sometimes when hiring managers hand over the list of what they want to the HR person, sometimes things that are, I guess, desirable but not necessary end up becoming necessary. Mm-hmm. So I say, you know, be careful um, with that process because you don't want to, like, weed out potential candidates inadvertently. Uh, so I would be careful with, like, like listing tools that people are going to use. A lot of times students have used something similar, mm-hmm. maybe not that exact one. Um, and uh, I guess the other thing would be in in interviews, um, I would try to really sell the importance of what uh, they would be doing. So, like, you know, trying to sell them that, you know, whether it's doing BI or doing some really uh, intense analysis, you know, sell them that they will be making a difference in that company, that the company is excited to use data, uh, kind of like, uh, and I'm, you know, when we worked with APD this past semester, they were just extremely excited about the results we handed them, and so it's sort of, like, I think if people see that they're, like, you know, on the front wave of, of this thing, and that other people are excited about it, they'll be able to, uh, recruit better. Right. So it's not just a, a checking of a box and saying, okay, we did this, but it's more of an interest and a desire for the the insights that come out of it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Great. Just trying to, yeah. Okay. Very nice. Well, thank you um, to both, um, both of you, Tim Wright, MSA candidate, or I guess recent graduate in civil engineering. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm fortunately, I'm you're, still a candidate. You're still a candidate, right. <laughs> yeah, I started off cycle because of when I finished my, my uh, PhD. It's okay. We forgive you. We get more time with you, so that's good. So Master of Science right. Analytics uh, candidate and PhD in civil engineering. And also uh, thank you to Andy Smith, who is aerospace engineering master's student. So thank you to both of you for your perspectives, and thank you for being on the Analytics Buzz. My pleasure. Thanks for talking for having us. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to the Analytics Buzz, a podcast about trends, tools, techniques, and talent related to data science and analytics. Please connect with the Business Analytics Center at Georgia Tech via our website. And join my network on LinkedIn, Dr. Beverly Wright, Executive Director of the Business Analytics Center. Thanks again and have a great data set.